This is Morning Air. This is about educating a people that for 40 years haven't been given the full truth. It's time now to speak the truth. When you do things to the best of your ability, keeping Jesus number one and doing everything you possibly can for His glory, that's a winner. You are called to make the light of Christ shine brightly in the world. Bringing the light of Christ to start your day. This is Morning Air with John Morales on Relevant Radio. Four minutes after the hour, it's Monday, October 25th. Good morning and welcome back to Morning Air. I'm John Morales along with Glenn Leverance. Thanks so much for joining us coast to coast to start your Monday morning here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Now, folks, there's a tradition in the Catholic Church that on Mondays we pray for the souls, the holy souls in purgatory of our relatives and loved ones. In the upcoming month of November, we remember the holy souls in purgatory, our family and friends uh, who have passed from this earthly life. I want to invite you to join us here on Relevant Radio. November 2nd through the 10th, we're going to be praying a special novena for your departed loved ones uh, during daily mass at noon central, the chaplain of Divine Mercy with Drew Mariani at 3 p.m. Central, the Hour of Power, and the Family Rosary Across America with Father Rocky every night at 7 Central. All you have to do uh, to get involved is to go to relevantradio.com souls to submit your list of your departed loved ones who really do need your prayers. In fact, we're going to have a lot more of the importance of praying for our loved ones on the other side. Coming up at 7.30 Central, we're going to talk about a new purgatory movie that opens up tonight in select theaters across America. I want to bring in Glenn Leverance. Uh, Glenn, last Friday, uh, the U.S. Supreme Court announced that it would hear two challenges against the Texas heartbeat law. Uh, what is going on? Uh, what does this mean for this heartbeat law? Well, John, really big news, uh, really big news. Uh, for one, while the challenge continues, the law is still in effect, so those babies still being saved to the tune of 100, 150 a day. So good news there. The court will look at two aspects here, this uh, brought by the Justice Department. One is uh, whether the law is constitutional. Can the state insulate from federal court review uh, the law that would, in the, the light of the Justice Department view, that it's a constitutional right to abortion by delegating to the general public the authority to enforce uh, through civil action that law, which is the unique way this law works in Texas. So they'll take a look at whether that's okay or not. And then they'll also look to see whether the uh, United States federal government can bring suit against a state over something like this as well. So looking at a couple aspects, they're expected to look at that as soon as November 1st, which is a week from today. So we've been waiting on the Dobbs case out of Mississippi to get a look at the Supreme Court on December 1st, but this being the Justice Department is pushing it, we'll get a look just a week from now. So huge news at the Supreme Court for life. Absolutely. And just a reminder for us as uh, people of life to continue to pray uh, for the end of legal abortion. Uh, pray the rosary in however way you can. You can, of course, pray with Father Rocky every night at 7 p.m. on the Family Rosary Across America. It's a great way to really be united to so many other like-minded uh, brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, meanwhile, uh, turning to sports, NFL, uh, lots of action yesterday in the NFL. 
NFL, uh, Tom Brady and the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers absolutely rolled over my Chicago Bears 38-3. But uh, really the big news was a special moment with a, a little boy uh, who beat cancer uh, that uh, Tom Brady uh, approached. Oh, made his day, made his day. And it was uh, uh, a beautiful thing to see. That video is, is still out there. And uh, interesting day for uh, balls and things from the uh, the Buccaneers to fans in the stands. Uh, among other things, yesterday in that big victory, Brady threw his 600th uh, career NFL touchdown pass. And uh, nobody else has come close to doing that. Uh, the man who caught the ball, Mike Evans, uh, you know, gave it to a fan in the stands and then realized, oops, uh, we need to get that back. <laughs> and so they traded for a, a signed jersey so that historic football could uh, be back in Brady's hands or perhaps the Hall of Fame someday. Absolutely. Uh, and it was, it was great to see that touching moment uh, with the little boy who, who beat cancer. It's great to see a professional athlete actually having the presence of mind to take a moment uh, to make a difference in the life of a young child. And uh, so that's gotten a lot of attention uh, out there in the media. Yeah, it certainly has. So uh, fun day with football yesterday. Baseball getting ready for uh, the big postseason classic. World Series gets underway in Houston Tuesday night, and it's going to be Atlanta at Houston. It's going to be a very, very uh, exciting World Series. Uh, Glenn, I actually got to see uh, the end uh, of both uh, of the two uh, championship series. Uh, Watch the Astros and uh, the uh, Braves win their respective series over the weekend. Uh, was able to stay up and watch the very end of of course. Um, and, you know, it made me think. Um, I, I, I met and interviewed Dusty Baker when he was the Cubs manager many, many a time. He's a really good man. You know, that guy wears a uh, Christ crucified with the, with the uh, crown of thorns on his head, medallion underneath his uniform. That Very few people know this, but uh, Dusty Baker of the Astros is, is a Christian, a strong faith guy. And so, you know, I think if I'm going to root for anybody, I'm rooting for Dusty specifically because he's never won the World Series. He's the winningest manager to never win a World Series. And he's taken five different teams to the playoffs. So he, he's, a, he's a great manager. And so uh, part of me is pulling for Dusty. Actually, uh, I don't have a, a stake in either one of these teams but uh, it'd be nice to see Dusty finally win the big uh, prize. Boy, the, many think that he was just the calm hand that was needed to, after all the fuss in Houston to kind of right the ship again there. Exactly, exactly. Yes, after the scandal back in 2017. Uh, as always, uh, we'll be keeping an eye on, on the uh, World Series starting uh, Tuesday night. Thanks, Glenn. Sounds good, John. First things first, we begin every hour giving thanks to our Lord through the intercession of the Mother of God, our Blessed Mother Mary. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of Guadalupe, patroness of the Americas, patroness of life, and patroness of relevant radio, pray for us. St. Joseph, in this year of St. Joseph, pray for us. St. John Paul II, co-patron of relevant radio, pray for us. And we always invoke the Holy Spirit when we pray, come Holy Spirit, come. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, 
Amen. Coming up in a few minutes, you'll hear my conversation with Catholic attorney Andrea Picciotti Bayer, who discussed how the Supreme Court can restore freedom for religious schools. A little bit later at the bottom of the hour, we're going to talk about a new purgatory movie that's pre- premiering in select theaters tonight, along with uh, our longtime friend, uh, longtime television and film producer, Oscar Delgado, who's going to tell us all about the movie. This is a powerful movie. I got to see a private screening of it online last night. Uh, It really, really touched my heart. So we're going to talk all about this new Purgatory movie coming up at 7.30 Central. We'll also bring you another episode of Glenn Story Corner, all that and much more coming up this hour here on Morning Air. As we do every day, our power scripture from the Playbook of Life is from Romans 8.1. The Apostle St. Paul writes, There is no condemnation now for those who are in Christ Jesus. How often do you ever feel condemned or about to be condemned? In these moments, we might feel as if people are judging us because they just might be. We're afraid of not being accepted or even rejected. But as St. John Paul II said so many times, be not afraid. The good news is there's no condemnation now for those who are in Christ. Christ Jesus. Our Lord Jesus Christ will never, ever reject anyone who comes to him with a sincere heart. Jesus' love is unchangeable and unconditional. Only in him, only in Christ, can we have absolute security. We always pray with great confidence, Jesus, I trust in you. Now, we know that with the announcement uh, that we've been talking about from last Friday, the U.S. Supreme Court will hear two challenges against the Texas heartbeat law. The U.S. Supreme Court will also soon decide whether the state of Maine violated the Constitution by prohibiting students enrolled in its tuition assistance program from using their aid to attend schools that provide religious or what they call sectarian instruction. Here's my conversation with Catholic attorney Andrea Picciotti Bayer, the director of the Conscious Project and a mother of 10 who spoke to me about how the Supreme Court can restore freedom for religious schools. Good morning, Andrea. Welcome back to Morning Air. It's so good to be with you once again. No, and thank you so much for having me. This is a great conversation to be having. Absolutely. Can you kind of give us an overview of this Supreme Court case, uh, Carson versus Macon? Uh, What exactly is the court deciding? What are some of the basics? Well, this is a continuation of a theme that the court has been addressing, and it's whether or not school choice initiatives, in this case, Maine school choice initiative, can exclude religious schools, either because of their status as religious schools or because of what they're teaching. And uh, last year, the Supreme Court, in a case called Espinosa versus Montana Department of Revenue, dealt with Montana's Blaine Amendment, which was enacted back in the late 1800s, specifically excluding sectarian schools now they're facing Maine's law, and this was something that was adopted just in the 1980s, and it excludes schools that have sectarian instruction. So it's kind of like a sleight of hand going on here, and we're hoping that this Supreme Court, which has been so clear and so kind of for- focused on religious freedom, is going to both bury the blames once and for all and open up school choice initiatives to religious schools and parents that want a different option for their children. Andrea, how is the state of Maine defining? How do they define a sectarian uh, and religious schools? 
well, this is really interesting. They get their hands dirty. They look at not only the identity of the school, but they look at what the school has been teaching. So they ask for curriculum and instruction materials. And that is a very troublesome uh, activity in, in my perspective because it gets the state looking into the internal dynamics and instructions of our private religious schools. So, you know, as far as an, an entanglement of the state into religious organizations, you can't see anything more troublesome. It kind of reminds me of what's going on behind the scenes very quietly with the IRS, who has been starting to question uh, different organizations, nonprofit organizations, Christian organizations about what they believe and uh, their religious beliefs. So I, I see a common theme here. Absolutely. And there is a chilling effect. There are a number of schools in Maine who desperately want to serve the population that is unserved by uh, in areas where there's no public high school, and they're having to modify their message in order to be able to serve these students. We don't want that. We don't want a chilling effect over our ability to evangelize as Catholics, and we also, as Americans, don't want the government getting into religious organizations and modifying their message for them. Uh, Andrea, obviously this is a, uh, a case in Maine that the Supreme Court is going to decide, but uh, can you see where this would have national implications for all of us, uh, something that could affect every state in our country? You know, I think you're absolutely right. The Supreme Court takes a very small percentage of cases that are presented to it for review. And the court is very selective, and they look at where there's issues of conflict between not only their own law, which in this case I think is a big clash with its prior decision in that Montana case, but where the country has an issue that needs to be settled. We're seeing more and more parents, especially during this time of pandemic, kind of taking a second look at their educational choices and realizing that the public schools are often failing them and seeking something differently, you know, for their children. And especially for religious parents, religious education and religious schools are part of our ability to form them in the faith. Andrea, and we're speaking with Andrea Pichotti Bayer, uh, an attorney, a mother of 10 and defender of religious freedom. Uh, Andrea, you know, there's an old saying that elections have consequences. Uh, do you think that uh, the makeup of the Supreme Court right now is, is probably more important than ever, not just in this case, but in many upcoming cases, including the big Mississippi case that could overturn Roe v. Wade coming up in December? I, I do. And in fact, I was going to bring the baseball analogy, but unfortunately what's going on in baseball may, may blur it a little bit. But Justice Brett Kavanaugh, in, in a speech that he gave to the Catholic University of America in, in Washington, said judges are supposed to be empires. They're supposed to call balls, uh, either you know, balls strikes or balls, and they're not supposed to be political. This Supreme Court which is comprised mainly of originalists that are true to the Constitution, has been, especially in the area of religious freedom, vindicating the rights that are specifically enumerated in our Constitution. That's something that we hope will not change. And unfortunately, the Biden administration looks to be thinking of the Supreme Court more as another political arm 
of the government. And that's just not the way it's set up. It makes me smile. I'm just wondering if the umpire who made that last uh, call in the Dodger Giant game that we played highlight at the top of of the hour. I wonder if if he's really a uh, Dodger Blue fan. <laughs> no, it's very confusing. I was like, how am I going to make this point? But the um, I get it, it though. They're supposed important. to be uh, umpires. That's the the, the real role, uh, the originist uh, understanding of the Supreme Court. Absolutely. And that's an important part of checks and balances. We've got the legislature and the executive who do, as you say, elections have consequences and they often take policy priorities and run with them. And the judiciary keeps things in line, especially consistent with individual rights and freedoms like religious freedom. Well, speaking of religious freedom, do you think that this pandemic that we've been living through now for 19 months has inspired uh, lots of parents across our country to take a a different look at other uh, options uh, for the education of their children? You know, I do. Right before I was able to connect with you guys, I dropped off my three youngest children at our parish school, and the school is bursting there are a number of parents. Some are coming from, you know, families where their parents have been distant from the church and are returning back to the church through our Catholic schools. I think it's a great opportunity. And as far as the vitality of our public schools, competition is really going to help. And, and we can see a lot of parents within those public schools also starting to push back and starting to assert their authority as primary educators for their children. And Andrea, just recently uh, here on the show, we talked about uh, the explosion of homeschooling across our country during the pandemic. So uh, lots of families are saying, uh, I'd rather just do it myself. I don't trust what's being taught in these classrooms, especially in the public schools. Well, and as a former homeschooling mother, uh, I really do think we've advanced so much. There's so many creative options for families, whether it's hybrid homeschooling, homeschooling, or moving in and out. What I think the lesson is being, being learned by most families is parents are in the driver's seat, and you can go in and out of different schooling models, and you're not trapped. And the point that's really out there is, no one is a substitute for parents when it comes to the formation and education of their children. Um, do you see more and more parents being concerned with uh, so-called indoctrination that's going on uh, in public schools and even in some private, even Catholic schools, where they're promoting these very progressive ideologies? Absolutely. I live in um, Fairfax, Virginia, which is a county right outside of the nation's capital, and and it's always been held up as being one of the most prestigious public school districts, and so much is going on as far as revealing curriculum that is, like you said, promoting a progressive ideology that really doesn't have any place in our school system, and parents are standing up and rising up to say, wait a second, this isn't what we think is true about the human person, and this is what we think belongs in our schools. There is an upswell of this kind of um, assertion of parental interest in in the the education of our children. I'd highly recommend people check out or buy Get Out Now, a book written by my dear friend Mary Hassan about public schools. She wrote it three years ago, but it is incredibly spot on as far as the push to affect education from, from outside organizations.
The um, current administration has uh, pushed back uh, quite strongly. In fact, uh, uh, Attorney General Merritt Garland uh, wrote a memo claiming uh, what he called a, quote, disturbing spike in harassment and intimidation against school administrators, board members and teachers, and a promised law enforcement response. And uh, to me, uh, this is is over the top because I think that freedom of speech, parents have a right to be able to speak out for their children. They shouldn't be intimidated by the government. Absolutely. And what a contrast from the memo that you mentioned that Attorney General Garland sent out earlier this month and the forceful words of our former Attorney General Bill Barr. Uh, Attorney General Barr was very concerned about the indoctrination going on in public schools and the exclusion of parents from decision-making, from issues involving even the intimacy, privacy, and identity of their children. We've got to be concerned. And as a former civil rights attorney with the Department of Justice, I see these kinds of memos are as chilling effect on parents speaking out. And I want to just be out there you know, to remind the church has been clear. We have an important role as parents, not just to choose the schools, but to be a part of the education that our children are receiving. Well, Andrea, I so much appreciate, uh, as always, uh, your authentically a Catholic as well as legal perspective to some of these issues that are going on day after day in our country. Well, thank you so much for the invitation. Thank you so much, Andrea. <laughs> thank you. That was Andrea Pichotti Bayer, Catholic attorney and the director of The Conscious Project, and she's also a mother of 10 children. We're going to take a short break when Morning Air continues. We're going to switch gears and talk about a new movie on Purgatory, which is premiering tonight in select movie theaters across the country and also later this week with associate producer of the film, Oscar Delgado. Don't change that dial. There's so much more to come. If you're interested in this upcoming movie, Purgatory, you've come to the right place. This is Morning Air on the Relevant Radio Network and the Relevant Radio Radio app. You'll be delighted, comforted, and connected with your faith, your family, and Catholics across the country. The Family Rosary Across America. Sometimes I forget that the rosary's on at 7 o'clock at night, so I set the timer on my stove. And I can't tell you what a grace and a blessing it is to be able to pray along with all those voices across the country that Father yeah. Rocky talks to. The only live, interactive daily rosary in the world. The Family Rosary Across America. 7 p.m. Central on Relevant Radio. God, in His mercy, allows for the militant church to support the painfully powerless penitent church. Every holy mass, thought, prayer, abnegation or sacrifice made in their name has a huge importance for the souls in purgatory. Prayer is as essential for the penitent soul as is the food for the body. That was from the powerful new movie called Purgatory. Welcome back to Morning Air. I'm John Morales along with Glenn Leverance. Thanks so much for joining us. Our number if you want to be part of the show 
888-914-9149. That's 888-914-9149. Coming up uh, in a few moments, we're going to talk about this new Purgatory movie, which premieres tonight in select theaters across our nation. I want to first of all remind you that on Mondays, traditionally, we pray for the holy souls in Purgatory, the souls of our relatives and our loved ones. Now, in the upcoming month of November, we remember the holy souls in Purgatory for the whole month, our family and friends who have passed from this earthly life who absolutely need our prayers. You can join us here on Relevant Radio from November 2nd through the the 10th as we pray a very special novena for your departed loved ones during daily mass at noon central the chaplet of divine mercy with our good friend drew mariano Drew Mariani at 3 p.m. Central and the Family Rosary across America with Father Rocky at 7 p.m. Central. You, all you have to do is go to relevantradio.com souls to submit your list of departed loved ones who need your prayers, which leads us uh, to the doctrine and the movie of purgatory. The doctrine is still, in this day and age, very misunderstood by many Catholics and other Christians. What is the relationship between God's infinite ocean of mercy and his justice? And now I want to talk about this new movie called Purgatory, uh, which is a Catholic docudrama narrated by Relevant Radio's own Drew Mariani about the state of purgatory and the fate of the souls that leave the body after death. It's showing for only two nights in select movie theaters in the United States, uh, beginning tonight uh, here on October 25th and Thursday, October 28th. Let me share part of the trailer. The soul that crosses into the afterlife awaits. It's final and fair judgment alone. I'm sorry, but I don't understand how one can expect to receive graces from heaven like manna by praying to an image. How unhappy a person must be when they don't believe. Nothing burdens the soul in purgatory as much as the grief and hatred of those who remain on earth. Have you had another supernatural experience? Who are you? This is a powerful movie, very moving. I had the opportunity to watch it online, a private screening uh, last night in my home uh, with my family. This movie, Purgatory, tells the story of souls living both in bodies and those that have already left this world. It includes mystics such as Fula Horik, uh, St. Faustina Kowalska, and St. Padre Pio, all who have been graced by visits of souls from Purgatory. And those are just a few of the saints and mystics that are featured in this movie. The film also highlights the work of some outstanding theologians and some scientists who have been studying the state of human consciousness upon the death of a body. The movie covers many, many different aspects of these questions of the afterlife, and it's uh, I highly uh, recommend it if you can make it to the theaters uh, tonight or Thursday. It is absolutely uh, well worth uh, your effort. And now joining us to talk about this new purgatory 
Purgatory movie is Oscar Delgado, associate producer of Purgatory and a partner in OCE Films. Let me tell you a little bit about Oscar. He's been involved in the media industry for over 35 years. He's a graduate of Marquette University. He began his career with NBC News, working his way all the way up uh, from Mexico City uh, Bureau Chief to Latin America Bureau Chief and Senior War Correspondent uh, for the network. Oscar covered the Bosnian War, the El Salvador Civil War, uh, the Gulf War, uh, the first Gulf War. In fact, he even in- interviewed Saddam Hussein one-on-one at one point. He went on to produce the film The Learning Curve, released by MGM in 2001, and was also an associate producer, full disclosure, of my pro-life 40-film documentary, and is also the godfather of my son, Joseph Dominic. Oscar, brother Oscar, good morning. Great to be with you. Thanks so much for joining us uh, here uh, early in the morning. Uh, good morning, John. Thank you for having me. And obviously, out of all those uh, lists of things that I've done, the most uh, proud of that I am is I'm the godfather of Joseph. So I'm very happy about that. Oscar, it's a, it's a joy uh, to be with you here on the show. I, I don't think you and I have actually uh, been on the air together, in, in, at least in recent memory. But uh, definitely, we've been uh, longtime friends for a long, long time. Talk to us uh, before we talk about the, the movie Purgatory. Give us a, a little bit uh, about uh, your extensive media background. I mean, you've done it all in the both the secular media world and the Catholic media world. And I love you. You've always called yourself God's producer. Yeah, I'm God's producer. You know, I, I was able to, you know, thanks to NBC and uh, and everything that they've been able to do for me, I was able to travel the world and uh, see things that most people have never seen. And unfortunately, there were uh, many bad things, many things that you wouldn't really want to remember. Uh, but I think God prepared me to see the state of the world to help me kind of pivot and, and help um, his church and help those that are in need to be able to do other things and use the media skills to do that. So you mentioned Salvador, Iraq, Sarajevo, and um, those were horrific things that I covered, but I think that God um, opened my eyes to where we are in the state of the world and to really help him and um, promote his divine mercy and uh, to be able to do different things. So, And uh, you're one of them, John. The together. <laughs> oh, I, I really I appreciate uh, your passion for for our Lord, our Lady, and promoting the Catholic faith and this this issue of purgatory uh, that's come to the movie screens uh, with this new movie is uh, extremely exciting. Tell me, why did you get involved uh, in this movie, Purgatory? Well, it's it's really interesting. So, uh, Michael came to me and was like, "We want to do another film. We did Love and Mercy, and that worked out really, really well." And he said, "I want to do something on purgatory and uh, full of horror and." And I looked at uh, the script, and I looked at, I was like, wow, this is very interesting. And he wanted, we wanted to do this because, you know, it was really even before the pandemic even, it was like, this is not discussed. As you know, John, one of the things that's never discussed is purgatory, and everybody's canonized after, they're, after they die. They're done. You know what I mean? He's all set. You know, let's, let's uh, party. And I think that the, it's, we've forgotten that um, death, we should, we should treat as a sacred farewell. And we should remember that, you know, obviously we hope that our loved ones are in heaven, but we should still pray for, for them, you know what I mean? And so we don't know. So I think that that's been lost. I mean, it's been glossed over. There's many, many things, and we should be praying for our loved ones um, all the time. And that's what I think this film um, talks about. So that's why I got involved, because I thought it was something, a doctrine, and a belief that has been gone by the wayside. People don't talk about purgatory anymore. People don't pray for the dead. And so... 
as Latins as uh, we are, we remember we have a special affinity, Day of the Dead, and, and um, in Latin America, especially in Mexico, we remember our loved ones, and we really do pray. We go to the cemetery, and we, we pray for the dead, and that's, I think it's been lost, and that's why I decided, you know what, I want to do this with you, Michael, let's do it. Well, Oscar, the movie hit home uh, for this reporter. As as you know, I, I've been praying for my father who passed away in 2005 and was gone from the church uh, for nearly 40 years. And he actually came back, went to confession the day that Morning Air went on the air back in 2003. Uh, I'll never forget it. Uh, years of praying for him. And so I continue to pray for his soul every single day. There hasn't been a day in all these years that I haven't prayed uh, for uh, him to... F- when he's finally fully cleansed and purified, that he'll be with our Lord and Our Lady in heaven. And so uh, this movie uh, hit home uh, for me. I watched it last night. Uh, I thought it was very, very powerful. Uh, there's some great acting in it, uh, along with some heartbreaking uh, uh, scenarios. And it's also narrated by our very own uh, Drew Mariani. Yeah, but we won't hold that against the movie, you know. Uh, <laughs> we, we did our best. <laughs> Well, we're brothers. Drew and I are brothers. It's just we're kidding, and just to just to joke there, guys. You're just always, you know. He did a great job. Here. Great, great they job. Did a wonderful. He did a great job. It was wonderful. Yeah, but you know, one of the scenes in the movie, John, is that um, the heartbreak. You talk about heartbreak is when um, they're going to go visit on the date of the death one of the um, his her father to go and uh, and they get distracted. They go to a party instead, and you see the father showing up and you know and 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 just kind of like sad because again nobody goes and prays for these people because they can't help themselves you know as you know john our doctrines is the holy souls are powerless to help and we got to pray for them you know they are they're waiting for our prayers and i think that it's important that as you did with your father to continue to pray for those that are our loved ones that are that are gone and i think that's been lost and i think this film uh, again, um, today and on Thursday, um, they they will be able to really, hopefully, reawaken for that for that important uh, passion and doctrine to to pray for those in front of us that left us. Well, the movie begins uh, with uh, Drew Mariani actually kind of setting the stage, uh, letting us know that in the time that it takes to watch the movie, uh, about 9,000 people will leave this world, uh, will die for a myriad of different reasons, right. uh, uh, from cancer to murder, suicide, nat- and uh, natural disasters. Uh, no one knows the day or the hour, and I think that that really helps to put things into perspective. Uh, right from the very beginning, I think uh, the tone is set yeah i mean i think people should remember every year we pay we uh pass the date of our death you know what i mean every year and saints have said if you want to live a a a christian life a very catholic life keep death before you you know keep death before you because this is not our home and so if we remember we're we're headed somewhere else and into eternity so i think that helps and i think this film, as you said, with truth, sets the stage to, to move into that direction. Uh, the verse story is uh, is quite surprising. Uh, uh, the, uh, a woman bursts into tears after hearing the answer to hear to the question, uh, do you believe in God? And that woman was the mystic uh, full of horror, who at that time uh, was is not a believer, but she had a, an unbelievable conversion and uh, had incredible mystical uh, experiences that are depicted throughout the movie. Yes, this was really, you know, Michael, you know, read the, the, her book in Polish, and then he gave me some of the things that went and experienced. I was like, wow, this is very profound. And in fact, it's going to be published. The book is going to be published next year. Um, and her writings and everything, which are, you know, completely approved by the church in, uh, in Poland, in, um, 
in the Krakow. But um, those, those are things that um, we think that will be very revealing to people when they go in and see this film. They'll be able to see different things that they never never thought about and really hopefully ignite a passion with them, again, to, to pray for those holy souls that have gone before us, our relatives and friends, as it has done with you, with your father. You know, it's very important. Uh, real briefly, because we need to take a break. Um, it's uh, only available for two nights, uh, tonight, October 25th, and uh, uh, Thursday, October 28th. Where can our listeners, if they're interested, if they want to go see this movie, uh, how can they uh, uh, purchase uh, uh, tickets? Just go to purgatorymovie.com, purgatorymovie.com. You type in your zip code, and, and again, it's a nationwide release, and be a theater near you. So, um, and you'll see, and you can just go there. But that's where they need to go. Just go to purgatorymovie.com, and they'll be able to purchase the tickets and, uh, and find the theater nearest, closest to you. If you have any questions about this uh, brand new movie, Purgatory, for our special guest, Oscar Delgado, associate producer of the film, we have open lines. Uh, Give us a call, 888-914-9149. That's 888-914-9149. We're going to take a short break as we continue with Oscar Delgado. Stay with us. There's much more to come here on Morning Air on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio Line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com slash forester. Every day, our lives seem more and more hectic. We live without thinking that one day our time will run out. In the time you spend watching this film around the world, nearly 9,000 people will pass away. Some will die due to disease, cancer, murder, an accident, natural causes, or suicide. We came into this world with nothing, and that's how we will leave it. None of us knows exactly what life after death will look like. But there are some people who've had a glimpse. And that, of course, is our good friend, Drew Mariani, the narrator, the host of the Drew Mariani Show, the narrator of the new movie, Purgatory. Welcome back to Morning Air on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm John Morales. Thanks so much for joining us. Good to be with you as we continue our conversation with the associate producer of the Purgatory movie, Oscar Delgado. Oscar, welcome back. Thank you, John. Thank you for having me again. Very excited. Oscar, hearing uh, Drew's voice uh, narrating there, uh, the, the beginning of the, of the movie, uh, kind of reminds me of uh, the importance of God's uh, infinite ocean of mercy. I know that's something that he has been so passionate about uh, over the years. And uh, St. Faustina, in her diary, uh, received from our Lord Jesus uh, the, the words, My mercy does not want this, but my justice demands this. And, of course, uh, he was speaking about uh, 
uh, purgatory. Uh, the, this is such a big topic, but it's so important uh, for us as Catholics to, to understand it. Uh, we've talked about it uh, recently here in anticipation of the month of, of November, the, the month of the Holy Souls. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, some of these other mystics uh, that are involved in the film, uh, like uh, St. Padre Pio and, of course, uh, St. Faustina. Well, Father Pio, I mean, as you know, had a lot of um, a lot of uh, holy souls visit him and begging for prayers, and you can see that in the film that even he was beaten up once. I mean, for the holy souls in purgatory, there's just there is. It's very important that um, we realize, and uh, again, nothing unclean makes it to heaven, and and so we have to be purified, and so um, you see these different holy souls asking and appearing to Saint Faustina. Um, asking for prayers, begging for prayers, so that they can be cleansed. Because again, as we know, they're helpless. I mean, they can't pray for themselves, so they count on us. And so you could see throughout the film, different uh, saints um, that that are in the film and different holy souls appearing to them and, and begging for prayers. And so again, um, as we just got to remember more and more, um, we need to pray for them. And it's it's very important. It's something that's been lost and not talked about. And uh, and again, as we talked about before, I mean, if you go to a funeral, they're canonized. They're done. Thank you very much. Next. So um, we've really got to come back and remember that it is a reality that if we're not perfect, you know, we can't go to heaven. We have to be, in a sense, cleansed because, as again, nothing unclean makes it to heaven. So hopefully when you see the film, you'll be able to see and, uh, again, get renewed and rediscover this important aspect of the our church and um, penitent. Absolutely. And in, in so many ways, purgatory really is a, a gift of God's mercy. Uh, your film, uh, the purgatory film, uh, makes a very strong case uh, for uh, the reality of, of purgatory, the truth behind purgatory, uh, the scientific evidence for the afterlife. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's there's a lot of evidence now because of our technology, medical technology, and again, we have to be very discerning of what people see when they die and then come back to life. But there is a reality: our soul is immortal. Remember that our soul is immortal. So, in a sense, we really have to prepare ourselves for that afterlife journey and into eternity with God. And those that have um, died and come back, there are glimpses. The ones that have obviously conform with our Catholic doctrine, I mean, there is an afterlife and we should just remember that. And so, and it's interesting that those who have come back have um, really renewed their life. You know what I mean? It's like, you know what, this isn't important. This isn't important. This is what's important. They, they take away the distractions and everything else that, as you said, as it was said, they can't take with you, but, you know, really focusing on what's, what's our next eternity, what's our afterlife going to look like. And so, um, and so to avoid purgatory and to really, kind of live that life that we're just um, be able to be not as cleansed as we need it to be if we live that uh, faithful gospel message. The simple analogy of a little boy with a baseball bat and a ball, and he, and he hits a ball through a window, breaks the window. Uh, uh, his dad approaches the son. Uh, it says, son, what did you do? He knows he broke the window. Uh, he's forgiven, but he still has to make good. He still has to pay for that broken window. And in many ways, that is a metaphor for what purgatory is. No, that's absolutely right. That's a, that's a, that's a perfect analogy, and it's very simple to understand, and it's used very many, many times. So that's what you got to remember. We still have to make reparation for what we've done. So, um, 
it's important that we remember that and um, and you know pray the rosary. But look, pick up those plenary indulgences. That's the other thing that um, you know you may want to look at and say, you know what? How do I uh, you know lessen my time in uh, in purgation and lessen my time in purgation? Well, you know what? Pick up and try to do you know get your plenary indulgences when you can. Pray the rosary and especially now you know the first nine days of November. You get a plan by visiting a cemetery. You know that's one of the things you could do. And obviously, I really encourage people to to sign up for the um, for the relevant radio, Holy Souls Novena. I mean, to really sign up and and do that. And those are things that you could do to pick up those indulgences that um, lessen our time in in purgatory. Absolutely. And just as a reminder, and we've been talking about it here uh, for the last 10 days or so, anybody uh, who would like to be involved in our special Relevant Radio Novena is going to run uh, through uh, from November 2nd through the 10th. Um, it, it's going to be a special novena for our uh, loved ones, our departed uh, family and friends. Uh, they'll be remembered during daily Mass at noon central, the Chapel of Divine Mercy with Drew Mariani at 3 p.m. central, and of course the Family Rosary Across America with Father Rocky at 7 p.m. Central every night. And all you have to do is go to relevantradio.com slash souls. That's relevantradio.com slash souls to submit your list of departed loved ones, uh, friends, family, whoever you want to put on the list uh, that need your prayers. And uh, this movie, Purgatory, really makes this come to life, uh, the importance that we totally need uh, our prayers. Uh, some final thoughts, um, Oscar, here in the, in the next couple minutes uh, of the importance of this film and how this film really not only teaches uh, Catholic doctrine, but also shares in a very practical way the reality that we need that final purification and that our prayers are also needed by our loved ones. Yeah, I mean, if you see the film uh, as as, and I hope that you go out and and see it again, it's on the twenty fifth and the twenty eighth. You really will walk away with an appreciation of and a respect for not only, as you said very aptly, the mercy of God, but the importance of really um, understanding that we need to live um, a life in in accordance with our values. And so, I mean, I think that one of the things is as you talked about praying for your father and, and I pray, you know, all the time for my grandmother and all those that I know that live saintly lives, but I still pray for them. When you go see the film, I really do believe that you'll have an appreciation of the afterlife of eternity. And you really will see how these saints with the encounters of these holy souls and everything else will bring it home to you. And that's what we need to do. We need to remember that this is not our home. It's not. And so we've lost that. We've, we're, I mean, and it's normal, right? We all have the, the day-to-day things that we have to deal with. But if we really just step back a little bit and say, you know what, we really got to reorientate ourselves and really think about where we're going to, where we're headed. I think this film, the Purgatory film, will help you do that. Purgatorymovie.com to see the trailer, also to buy tickets uh, for tonight's uh, showing. Oscar, thank you so much uh, for being with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you, John, for having me, and I can't wait to see Joseph. Very excited to come back into Chicago to see my godson. Thanks, brother. Oscar Delgado, associate producer of Purgatory and a partner in OCE Films. And now it's time for another edition of Glenn Story Corner. Our story today is called I See You. It's by Kimberly Lott. To the woman in Target... Walking by the baby clothes, softly touching everything you pass with your fingertips, 
but continuing to walk by without buying anything. I see you. I've done it just last week. To the woman at the baby shower who slips into the bathroom to hold back the tears and walks back out with a smile on her face, I see you. I've avoided them because of it. To the woman at the grocery store seeing the pregnant teen and the woman shopping midday with five kids in and around the cart and thinking, why not me? I see you. I've seen this woman and secretly despised her for it. To the woman sitting in her car a little longer than necessary parked at the fertility clinic before walking in for another appointment or treatment because nothing good has happened there yet, I see you. I've been there and just haven't returned. To the woman who prays every morning, every night, and a little harder every Sunday at church for a baby that hasn't come, I see you. God does have a plan, speaking from a woman who has yet to have a child. To the woman who has the heart of a warrior and will never give up hope, I see you. I am you. To the woman feeling broken, you're not. To the woman feeling alone, you're not. I see you. I secretly cringe each time someone announces their pregnancy, even if I know they struggle because yet again it's them instead of you, right? I know we've all been there. In all honesty, each single person that struggled with infant loss around the same time I did last year is pregnant now. I can't help but be happy for them because it's something I still pray I'm blessed with one day. You're not alone. Even if someone did get lucky and happened to get pregnant after the first try, doesn't mean they don't struggle after the facts. I personally love rainbows. They make me happy, but I hate the term rainbow baby. I don't like to think of my firstborn as a storm who came through and ripped my life away. Honestly, I do it all again just to feel the same type of happiness. Though I don't necessarily like the term, I do think each child is a gift from God, just like he made a promise to us with a rainbow. My heart is with you. Psalm 145.19, he fulfills the desire of those who fear him. He also hears their cry and saves them. Thanks so much, Glenn. Again, a reminder, honor our Blessed Mother, Our Lady of the Rosary today, and pray the rosary for life the rest of this month of October with Father Rocky for the Family Rosary Across America with all your prayers and petitions, 7 p.m. Central tonight and every single night of the week here on Relevant Radio, the Relevant Radio app, or even on your smart TV. And that'll do it for this edition of Morning Air for Glenn Leverance. For producers Sarah Tafoya, Mariano Gomez, and Gabby Burke, our whole team, I'm John Morales. Thanks so much for joining us. Let your light shine before all. God love you. We'll see you tomorrow on the next Morning Air. Pray for your loved ones in purgatory today.